Hey guys, John here from That Unserious Pharmacist page on Facebook. So this podcast channel is a continuation of the page. So on here I'll be sharing information, health related information and possibly in the future we'll be having conversations here as well. So I want to say welcome to this episode of this podcast Um, and today's episode is more of a Q&A. I have four questions, just about four questions uh, on Facebook which I'll be answering here and it's for those of you who may feel tired of reading the questions that I posted and the answers on Facebook. So um, you could just sit back and listen as I read the questions and answer as well. So straight to it. I'd like to keep her anonymous while I read the question. So uh, she said, I read a long time ago that dark circle below the eyes are signs of lack of sleep or not enough sleep. I have found that this is somewhat true. Now I read recently that dark marks underneath the eyes may be caused by lack of blood circulation in the body. I'm yet to confirm this. Is it so? Well, I wouldn't say dark circle below the eyes are signs of uh, lack of blood circulation in the body. Lack of blood circulation in the body translates translates to death so I'd rather say there are signs there are signs of poor blood circulation around that area so the skin around the eyes they are thin and so they could indicate blood circulation around that area so when they become dark it is indicative that the blood circulation is poor. Dark circles, uh, they, they, they show that the blood circulation around that area is just a little bit short of oxygen. That is why they are dark um, in color. So um, I'd say it's poor circulation that is responsible for darkness underneath the eye most times. So back to the question, she said, I see how people could easily get, uh, I see how people could get easily diagnosed different causes, but similar symptoms, which leads us to the next question, which she asked, what measures the doctors or pharmacists take to ensure that they arrive at a true diagnosis and I would say that diagnosis is a really very serious process and it needs to be meticulously done to avoid errors. It could be errors in medication or just errors. However, the um, true diagnosis, the correct and accurate diagnosis depends on both the patient and the physician or the pharmacist who is diagnosing at the moment. 
So I'd say that um, it's probably 30% or I'd say 30% um, from the patient and then 70% from the physician in most cases. So that is why we always advise that people should be as open as possible when complaining about their issues, about what they're feeling, the symptoms that they're experiencing. So they should be as open as possible. Be open-minded with your pharmacist, with your physician, because you might just give wrong information that will lead to a wrong diagnosis. And when that happens, you possibly will suffer for it. Of course, you will suffer for it. So, 30% most times for the patients. And I'll tell you why I say that in a bit. Thing is, um, when patients go to complain to their pharmacists or their physicians, um, there are some tests that are carried out. First of all, a history is obtained from the patient. They are required to fill out some information, which may include their age. Sorry about the background noise if you're hearing that. This, um, we've got some kids here disturbing. So, yes, some history may be required of them, which includes their age, some demographic data as well, some um, disease history, family history. So after the required information is gotten, physical examination is next. Physical examination. The physician or pharmacist um, looks out for signs, vital signs, as well as examine the area. Vital signs may include the temperature of the person the blood pressure of the person, the pulse rate of the person, the respiratory rate of the person, and some other signs to look out for, like oxygen saturation, etc. So these signs are checked to know if the patient is still within the normal range. So the patient is assessed, vital signs are checked. In some cases, physical examination may be done. So the pharmacist or the physician may touch the area, examine it and compare to normal. So physical examination may be needed. In diagnosis as well, Depending on the situation, the person may be referred to do a test at a laboratory, a well-equipped, licensed laboratory, and some medical tests may be required of the person. The person may also be required to do some radiology tests, depending on the condition in which the person is experiencing. So after a series of tests are conducted, it sort of gives way 
for the pharmacist or the physician to better understand the condition that the person is going through. And so it narrows down the option or the options of the diseases or conditions that may fall within that symptom. It gives a clear-cut vision for diagnosis. And most times, most times it helps, especially if um, it is a causative, if, if there is a causative organism responsible for that condition, it helps to determine the condition through their causative organisms. And you cannot determine that if you don't run some medical tests. So you may be required to run some medical tests for better diagnosis. Diagnosis is a really crucial part of treatment. And most times, even after running some tests, not most times, few times, after running some tests, after doing, after checking for vital signs and physical examination, after, you know, examining the medical history of the patient, a few times it is difficult to determine what exactly is the condition. Then the doctor or physician may decide to link a condition to a previous condition that may be existing or not with similar symptom. There are wide array of choices to consider. And then with medical exp expertise, I would say the pharmacist or the physician knows how to narrow down the possible causes from a whole list of causes, you know, while considering, while considering the medical reports, the medical tests results, the results from vital signs examination, the results from physical examination, the results from medical history examination. They are trained to know what exactly could possibly cause this problem. Diagnosis is a crucial part of treatment and sometimes during diagnosis the pharmacist or the physician may be required to consult another physician or another pharmacist. Two heads are better than one. So yes, consultation. In another instance, another instance, the pharmacist or physician may extrapolate their results based on the pattern of the disease. If we know that this disease follows this pattern, then we could just say, yes, it's possible that this is the disease that is causing this symptom to present itself. So the disease pattern, the symptom pattern as well, could determine the disease that is causing the symptom to occur. So diagnosis is really not so easy sometimes. So these are possible steps to attain real diagnosis. What's the next question?
Okay, she said, why do medical practitioners, I include pharmacists, especially those who have too many patients, end up diagnosing wrongly? Okay, this is a very good question. Well, there's a lot that could lead to wrong diagnosis, especially when the patients are too many. You know, when patients become too many, you have too many inpatient people. You know, so diagnosis might just be erroneous at one point or the other because during diagnosis, when you have probably one pharmacist to about 10 patients trying to diagnose one at a time, you have 10 impatient people possibly waiting to get their results. Probably you have nine, let, let's be fair enough. You have nine impatient people waiting for the results. And so the hurry to diagnose might lead to wrong diagnosis. And some patients, because of time constraint, may not want or may not give out so much information that is really crucial to the diagnosis. And pharmacists or physicians will feel that they have just a lot on their hands and they need to fast track the diagnosis process. So um, too many patients have too many inpatient people waiting for the results. And when you have too many people, sometimes results could get mixed up and you give the wrong diagnosis to the right people. So that is one. The diagnosis process may be long for some people. It may be short for some people. Some people may not need medical tests to be diagnosed. Some people may need medical tests. So in a population, in a large population, you would have mixed categories of people who, who probably will need medical tests, radiology, and others who may not need medical tests, but just physical examination and just vital signs. Over to the uh, fourth question, which is the last question. Uh, she said, what advice do you give as a young and upcoming pharmacist who is new at the game, but has fresh and innovative ideas to curb wrong diagnosis? Thanks, young pharmacist. Diagnosis is a two-way thing. It depends on the patient. It depends on the doctor or the pharmacist. So my advice is, if you are a patient and you're seeking to be diagnosed, please provide, if possible, 100% correct information because it will help your diagnosis process. On the other hand, the physicians, the pharmacists, 
while collecting results. If it's possible, I'd, I'd like that it be automated to reduce human error. Because sometimes um, values, they get misplaced. And it's good if the process is not automated, then you could have more hands to collect results. And also, while trying to make judgments, because the final diagnosis depends on the judgment of the physician or the pharmacist. While making judgments, if you're not too sure, obviously consult your colleagues, you consult your colleagues, not necessarily your colleagues, you can consult if you're a pharmacist, pharmacist you could consult a physician, you could consult a nurse, just anyone within the health sector who probably may have correct information. And consulting helps even give you a better understanding of treatment, treatment models to assign to the patient. So that's it, guys. Um, this episode, that's it. Q&A. This is the very first episode of this podcast channel. And I hope to keep posting um, more episodes in the future. Hope you liked it. I'd like to see comments as well, if you do. And please, you know, this is a pandemic era. I really want you guys to stay safe. Eat healthy. And if you have any problems, you can contact your pharmacist, your physician, for solution. So that's it, guys. Stay safe. Much love.